Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. A little girl went up to her mother one day while holding her stomach, saying, Mommy, my stomach hurts. Her mother replied, That's because it's empty. You have to put something in it, dear. Later that day, when the evangelist and her husband were over to dinner, the evangelist began to feel bad. Holding her head, she said, I have such a terrible headache. The little girl looked up at her, giving her the sweetest smile. Then she said, That's because it's empty. You have to put something in it. It's good to have a chuckle now and again, and I apologize for some of these jokes, but if you've got any better, send them to me. Now, today's topic will reflect upon the fact that right now we are located spiritually in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father, which I touched upon in the last broadcast. In line with this, the authority of the believer is probably mentioned more in the book of Ephesians than anywhere else in Scripture. I would particularly focus your attention upon chapters 1 and 3 in your private devotional time. As we meditate on the Word of God, we can accelerate our spiritual growth. We need both milk and meat in order to grow. Once we've been weaned off of milk, however, we need meat. I'm a grown man. I still drink milk and have need of it, but meat provides the necessary protein and amino acids that my body needs. In other words, we need both meat and milk in both the physical and spiritual realm, but meat is where the real nutrients are at. In our discussion on authority in the past several days, it's important to understand the context of Scripture and what exactly we have authority over, which is one of the examples of some of the meat of Scripture. We don't have authority outside of the authority God granted to us in the Word. For example, we don't have authority over other people, like I said before. We have authority over the devil and demon forces. Now, in our secular society, of course, most people quip, Who cares? I ain't never seen a demon and never will. Well, what is often overlooked, however, is that we in the West are often blind to the supernatural realm, or at least fail to acknowledge it. I would also stress that the occurrence of demonic activity is likely to be less in these last days compared to the times of Jesus, because if the number of demons are fixed throughout history and the population of the earth is rapidly increasing, then demonic oppression per person is diminishing. But regardless of your theological stance, Christ has granted us jurisdiction over these nefarious spirits that in some cases can cause us problems. Now you remember Luke chapter 10 verse 19, the scripture I've been using several times. Let's look at that in more detail. It says in the King James, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Did you notice the word power is mentioned twice in this sentence? But if we observe the Greek words behind this text, we discover on the surface that although power is used twice in the passage, the first usage of power should actually say authority instead of power. But the translators chose power instead of authority. The first instance of power here is the Greek word exousia, and that term means the accompanying authority that comes with power. 
So in other words, a better rendering of the passage should be, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Christ is, of course, not speaking of literal serpents and scorpions here, but using a metaphor for demons or evil spirits. So in this text, he reveals that not only do we have Christ-given authority, but power over them also. Remember what I told you in previous broadcasts, we are only effective if we have both authority and power working together. We have therefore been granted authority over Satan and his cohorts and power to resist, expel, and bind him. When Christ ascended to heaven, he transferred authority to the church. He is the head and we are the body. You cannot raise the head without the body. And we have access to resurrection power as he does because we are joint heirs with him. Christ's authority, friend, is demonstrated on earth through the church. Jesus has done all he's going to do. He is seated right now, meaning his work is complete. He's not going to come down for your special situation. No, you must use your faith like everyone else. Through this dispensation, Christ is active only through intercession as a high priest. What a tragic thing for Christ to bestow so much authority to the church and for us not to use it. We are actively involved in making Christ's enemies his footstool. We don't need to get into fistfights over the things on this earth. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our fight is not with people, friend. The fight is with the spirits that influence evil people. A man is either governed by his own spirit man, an evil spirit or the spirit of God. Murder, hate, jealousy, strife, malice, envying, etc. can originate in the demonic realm, but some of these are listed as works of the flesh. It starts with a decision, a decision to be free, and God will meet us there and we apply our faith to appropriate all the promises that Christ gave us. Satan unfortunately has the right to be on this earth and his influence is still prevalent otherwise Paul would not make it clear that we're still wrestling against principalities and powers but here's the good news in Colossians 1 verses 12 through 13 it says giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son Friend, as far as the church is concerned, we've been delivered out of the power of darkness. Not only that, we are in the kingdom of his dear son, praise God. We have been taken out of something to be put into something. That something is the kingdom of light. The children of Israel weren't just displaced from Egypt to merely display God's power. They were taken out in order to be taken into somewhere else. And that place was the land of Canaan, which is a typology of our victorious life in Christ. In the same way, God is taking you out of your addictions, compulsions, bad habits, strongholds, poor self-image, and whatever else is holding you in bondage, and he is taking you into a new place of victory. But you must cooperate with his word, friend. We are positioned in light, and we bring light wherever we go. It dispels the darkness. It's important that we continue to walk in the light, abide in it, and stay clear of the darkness. We don't want to become entangled again as the Apostle Paul and Peter warned us not to in Galatians 5.1 and 2 Peter 2.20. So friend, let me ask you this. Do we have any less authority than the first century church? No. Do we have any less authority than the apostles who witness Christ ascend into heaven? No. 
All authority that can be exercised on earth has to be done through the church because Christ is not here in physical body. This is the church age. It's the same age until Jesus returns again. The authority has not dissipated. The power has not gone away. The only power and authority we've lost is through apathy, ignorance, or unbelief. If Satan can keep you in ignorance or unbelief regarding your position of authority or the privileges you have, he will defeat you every time. The crux of our understanding of authority comes from two key verses in the epistles in Ephesians 1.20 and Ephesians 2.6, and I'll read them for you. Ephesians 1.20 says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him, Jesus, from the dead, and set him, Jesus, at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And Ephesians 2.6 says, And hath raised us the church up together, and made us the church sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow, friend. God the Father set Jesus at his own right hand when he raised him from the dead. And in addition, we too are seated in heavenly places with Christ right now. Not when we die. Not when we go to heaven right now. We as the body of Christ have the same authority as the head, which is Christ. I know I'm repeating myself, but I want you to get this, friend. Christ has been raised above all the powers of Satan's realm, and so have we. You can't raise the head without the body. I say this over and over. If we are attached to Christ, who is the head, or better still, we are the body of Christ, then we too are far above principalities and powers, as the scripture says. We too have been delivered out of the power of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Jesus also conquered these evil forces on our behalf, and it's our job to enforce his victory on this earth as an occupying force. We need to think of the church as an occupying army that is in place to maintain the territory after the battle is won, and that battle was won by Jesus himself. Until Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, when the angels bind Satan and put him in the bottomless pit, until that time we are to enforce authority on earth each and every day. It's interesting to note that the very first sign, as mentioned for any believer, is casting out spirits. Let's read from Mark chapter 16, verses 17 through 20. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Notice that after Jesus made the statement of bestowed authority in his name, he was received up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. He was saying, basically, my work is done here. Go now in the authority of my name, and these signs shall follow you when you do my works upon this earth. Friend, you might say right now, look, I just don't feel like I have authority, okay? Listen, you have authority whether you feel like it or not, because it's in the spiritual realm. It is bestowed to you in the spirit. It is exercised regardless of feelings. Your flesh is never going to feel like exercising anything spiritual for that matter. 
My flesh wants to sit down on the Lazy Boy, eat ice cream 24-7, chocolate, donuts, and convince me that it is a well-balanced diet. Friend, the flesh profits nothing. It will kill you if you listen to it. Romans 8.17 says we are joint heirs with Christ. And if we're joint heirs, then as heirs, we are privy to everything that Christ won for us on the cross. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Therefore, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death have nothing to do with us. Friend, it is not an act of piety or humility to choose to be poor, because it's actually one of the curses that Christ redeemed us from. Why come back underneath something, friend, that Christ has redeemed us from already? It makes no sense whatsoever. We need to enforce the authority that Christ gave us. And you will feel more like doing it as you meditate on the word of God, both the milk and the meat. And then you will enforce what he has already granted you. You know, friend, just to recap, this is where the church has missed it. It has understood that Jesus Christ is the supreme head of the church, certainly, but it's failed to understand that the head is totally dependent on the body for carrying out its plans, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, and that his exercising authority over the powers of the air has to be done through the body. The church has disassociated the head from the body. It's cut off the head. It's done spiritual decapitation. And this is why we have this weak mentality in the church that we're begging God for something when he has done so much for us. And we need to understand the power and authority in our possession today. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.